A number of other events occur while you're at Fort Knucklebones Recovery. Uh, this is a very brief retcon, just to inject a little bit of the local flavor I wanted to include last time, but we were kind of hurting for time when we broke last time. Nevaeh, the last time that you were in Fort Knucklebones, you had tried to make contact with a uh, floating skull. <clears throat> a skull that you now see floating around, roaming the courtyard, <clears throat> about 16 feet off the ground. Um, and it's sort of gesturing up with its jaw, kind of a haughty way, uh, as it floats around. Um, and there's a, a, like a gaggle of these little red uh, madcaps and redcaps stomping around behind it, pointing, making jokes, laughing at this Aww. skull. You can hear, Barnabas, Barnabas! <laughs> His name's Barnabas. I don't know if we knew that. Well, in this case, uh, this is what you see going down in the courtyard. And it's something that you see occur a couple times over the course of the time you spend uh, here. And uh, Barnabas continues to float above, uh, well outside of their range. Uh, several once in a while you can see them throw, like, food wrappers and, like... Wow. Looks like probably shit rolled up in a Vernian sand at it and stuff like that. Every once in a while it splats up on the side of the skull and it sort of lilts to the side and then because it's a flame skull, some burnt scat comes slowly crashing down from 16 feet above uh, and they make a big point of like catching it in a hat and they're playing all sorts of very weird games that seem to be about antagonizing this flame skull. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go talk to the red caps because the skull was really fucking rude to me last time. Okay, uh, so there's uh, six red caps and two mad caps, and they are all wearing these big iron boots. They make a lot of noise, and they're stomping around, and they're like doing a little capering dance, and they're like throwing stuff up, uh, and they don't seem to say anything to you as you approach. Hey, hey, kiddos, how's it going? Yeah, uh, it's her. Yep, that's me. Uh, what's the whole? What's what's the game? Is it just throw the shit at the skull and try to get it to stick? Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. There's one of those shit and it's gonna see if it sticks. <laughs> Eleven. So a piece of shit uh, goes winging by and it catches you like right on the hip. <laughs> it's sti- do, do you win because it's stuck? One of the uh, red caps turns to another. They do a high five and all the other four just scatter. <laughs> and it leaves the two of them and the two madcaps standing here in the dust. The two madcaps are still capering around. They don't seem to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the two redcaps look and realize all their companions are gone. And they're like, ah, ah, uh, go ask her for your shit back. <laughs> and then he turns and books it. And the skull looks down at you. And uh, give me a perception check. Busted my knuckle. Got the ball stuck on the other side of the neighbor's fence. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's a 19. You can see that the skull is missing a tooth. Is it, like, on the ground somewhere? Uh, you don't see it, but okay. you see that the skull is missing a tooth. It's sort of, because he's hovering so high up, you can see the red sky. Yeah, and it's like... And you can just see the silhouette of the missing tooth. Um, and the one who did not bolt sort of, like, begrudgingly approaches. I need to take I need to take my shit back. Pardon me. And he goes to, like, start scooping up. I, I'm, I'm going to go, okay, okay, for, first, first, you're going to answer some questions. And then I will give you your... Shit back. Okay. I just, I'm gonna jump just gonna take it. No. You're, <laughs> can I pick him up by the scruff of his neck? Uh, you can try. Make an acrobatics or uh, athletic specifically. Yeah. Natural, Natural 20. <laughs> Yank this guy! He's actually very strong and very heavy, but you manage to lift him up by the back of his neck and he, he kicks his metal boots. Hey, no, let me go! Ah! What's what's the deal with him? Like, and I'm like holding him up and I go, what's the deal with him up there, huh? What's the deal? And I'm like shaking him around and shit. Uh, roll Intimidate. 
<laughs> Nemea decided to be Dragomir. <laughs> shit, 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 that's way over okay. there. Let's just try a different one. Oh, I think that's also a natural 20. I think this is the 20. I don't see another 20, so I think that's the 20. <laughs> yes. Cool. It's opposite the one. You hold him up by the scruff of the neck, and your uh, presence seems to have terrified him. Um, which it, it seems to have done that before you made the roll. But now you've really solidified that you are a force to be reckoned with. And he's like, all right, all right, hey, hey, listen, listen. Uh, we kind of just like pissing him off. And uh, Milbog, he got his tooth. Milbog. Milbog. Which one's Milbog? Uh, he's wearing metal boots. <clears throat> he's like, uh, about, about that high? Yeah, yeah. Quit, quit the fucking shit. Which one's Melboob? Melboob. Melboob's dead. So you're talking about Milbog. Yeah, well, I'm very sorry to hear about Melboob. Where the fuck is Milbog? Um, Milhouse's D&D you, He looks up and he sees there's like crenellations in one part of the walls. Mm-hmm. And there's four little faces that are poking out from behind the crenellations watching. <laughs> it's like, and he's like, it's that one. <laughs> and the guy jumps up like a foot in the air like a scared cat and then disappears behind the crenellations. Okay. So like the shitty little rascals. Yeah. Do you know anything else about fucking Flame Boy over here before I make you very ceremoniously and very thoroughly clean the shit off of my body? Tanky. He's a ponce. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that. And I put him down and I'm like, to work. He starts like trying to smooth the shit off of your clothing into his hand. Cool. Then he starts rolling it back up into a ball. Okay. Cool. Have a nice day. I'm gonna go investigate Milbog. He goes and yeets that ball immediately at the skull. Whatever. <laughs> hits you in the back of the head. <laughs> uh, there's like a like a ladder you have to climb up. You're gonna have to pursue Milbog if you want to get involved in this mess. You know uh, what? I do want to get involved in this mess because what the fuck else are we doing in hell <laughs> other than getting involved in messes? Uh, this mess got involved with you. It's all over your clothes. Yeah. Uh, you can make a, a athletics check to chase after the little bastard as he tries to break an eye. While this is going on, Zanzer's gonna turn to Dragomir and say. I bet you a gold piece that Nemea gets her ass kicked by this guy. Hey, Nemea, how many hit points do you have right now? That's a 19. All right. Yeah. Sansar, it is impolite to bet on the outcome of fights involving our compatriots for less than five gold pieces. For five gold pieces, I admit. <laughs> All right, five gold pieces. As I'm running up the go, I go, thanks, Dragon <laughs> Uh You catch up to him pretty easily. What happens is the crenellations terminate at a point where the wall is higher, mm-hmm. and uh, there's nowhere for them to run. And the drop is too far for them, especially with their little legs. And so they just surrender. Okay. I literally pick him up. I go, okay, who's Milbog? And they all point to this one guy, and he points at somebody else. <laughs> oh, he's Tuco. These are literally like the fucking droids in Clone Wars. <laughs> they are like five steps away from Roger, Roger. Like, <laughs> so I pick up Milbog, and I'm going to hold him upside down and just shake him out. Uh, he has a whole bunch of random junk in his pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it seems like small knickknacks and things that he's stolen from travelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a soul coin that goes rattling around and one of the other guys chases it. Um, there's a couple of, like, uh, there's a handful of, like, loose, cheap gems. Looks like stuff that isn't really fungible for any useful like, qualities. Like shitty spell component crap? Like oh, it's a, it's a non-fungible token. Yes, he's got NFTs. Oh my god. Um, no, he's not evil enough to be a crypto bro. He's in hell. <laughs> you want some whiskey? <laughs> yep, sure do. Gasoline. <laughs> um, Bleach. 
He's got a couple different knives, and they all come clattering out of different pockets. He didn't have sheaths for any of them. They weren't tucked into belts. They were just haphazardly thrown into pockets. Um, his hat falls off, and you can see that his hat is actually tied by like an eight-foot string. So it falls off, and there's just this dangling string. It's on the surface of the stone, but there's like a looped string all the way down as if it's somehow <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, okay, that's funny. Um, <laughs> but indeed, among his many possessions, uh, is a large tooth. Okay. So I pick up the tooth. Any chance I'm going to recover that silk coin? Uh, yeah, we'll say you rolled pretty high in this encounter. You can take the silk coin, add that to your Great. list. Great, yeah. I'm going to put that in my pocket, but whoever's taking care of silk coins. That's me, I got We it. have another silk coin now. When you say large tooth, is it, like, larger than a normal human-sized tooth? No, it looks like a human-sized tooth, but maybe, like, uh, like a long incisor or a wisdom mm-hmm. tooth. Something fairly mm-hmm. deeply rooted. The Rudy boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even okay. are pretty long. Yeah. I pick it up and I go, sweet. And I go, thank you for your time. And I gently sit him down on his feet and I go back to the skull. <laughs> he starts, like, scrambling around trying to get this crap back into his pockets and all of his friends jump out of the woodwork and start, like, scooping up all of his belongings and putting it in their pockets. And it turns into a brawl. And as you're descending from the walls, you can actually hear them having a fist fight up there. Good. Over some of the belongings. Nice. This happens to them three times a day. <coughs> you're not Scarlet Witch. You're Rocket Raccoon. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna need that guy's leg. Why? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, um... I'm gonna go, uh, hey, uh, Bartleby the Skullner, I got your tooth! You want it? Uh, give me a persuasion roll. You have to just persuade him to get his tooth back? Whiskey dies and he becomes a demi-lich. That's a four. Uh, you, you hear the skull reply, just, uh, set it down over there and I'll come get it, thank you. You're not gonna, like, thank me or nothing? I just said thank you. But, like, with, you know, like, in, in a hell way, like, thank me. Oh, yeah, I'm just tit for tit. Let me empty out my pockets. You can have everything I have. Okay, sassy, flame head man. Listen, charisma's not my strong point. I have noticed. Yeah. Just, like, I just want to talk. I just want to, like, chat. Listen, we're new here. You seem like you're pretty fucking in it here, being a skull with nobody on fire. Just didn't know if you, like, had anything you wanted us to take care of. Like, I was just trying to be, like, your friendly neighborhood hero of Baldur's Gate and be a good person, but I guess, I don't know. We're in hell. <laughs> Listen, yeah, also, and there's a shortage of us here, so I would say supply and demand they should want to talk to me. Also, being a skull on fire without a body is something that may, it could also be after a few rounds of combat. And yes, you're not <laughs> It wouldn't wrong. take very long, in fact. Yeah, no. Let's just set it down, set it down. Put it down, like, right in front of me. And will that be all, then? Dude, this whole time he's getting his head tilted away from me, by the way. You know what? Fuck your tooth. <laughs> I like pick the tooth up and I put it in my pocket and I go fuck this and I just start walking away. <laughs> Don't you walk away from me? That's my tooth. Oh, what are you gonna fucking do about it? You're gonna hit me with what hands? You're gonna kick me? Not likely. What is your AC? <laughs> yeah, he's a skull on fire. Presumably, he can bite and also well, like set things on, on fire. fire. It's oh, no, no, no. Yeah. 
Is this another like random way that Nemea is gonna get her ass handed to her? I got and, five gold. And it cost me five gold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Well, I mean, Dragomir's not the smart one. Right? <laughs> Uh, so two rays of fire go shooting out at either side of your feet, and one of them hits you square in the back. Ow. Uh, the one that hits you is going to do some damage, obviously. Uh, I do have fire resistance. Then you can have the total I'm about to give you. Great. Uh, he does nine points, so it's going to be four points after your reduction. Cow, so you got a slight sunburn. <laughs> Stood slightly too close to the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, and I... My tooth, if you please! Okay, and I hold the tooth out in my hand, and I go, here. Remember I'm to just, leave your fingers flat so he doesn't bite yeah, them. I'm, 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 like, bending my nice. fingers, like, backwards, <laughs> trying to knock it bit, and I go, listen, I'm just trying to do you a favor. I think, I thought that was how things worked here, you know? I do a nice thing for you, and then you do fucking something for me, otherwise I kick your ass. But here's your fucking tooth... Asshole flame guy. I understand why all the imps don't like you now. And then, then turn around and just huck it over the wall. <laughs> you want it? There it is. No, pull a Moana and just roll up a piece of shit like a tooth. You're chewing through it, you bastard. He'll be like, uh. oh, <laughs> it tastes God. like shit. Um, he floats down. Again, he has his head tilted away from me the whole time. And you can hear him like, oh, 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 trying to get the tooth lined up with his mouth because he can't handle it with hands. He's got a tongue. How the hell is he doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to jaw it into the right direction. And eventually you can hear him. Like, he sounds like he's got it. And then you hear a crunching noise. And uh, a little, like, fleck of something lands in your palm. And you can hear him go, mm, oh, It'll have to do. What's in my hand? You look down and he appears to have broken the root of the tooth off, trying to force it Ew. not quite right into the cavity. Uh, it appears that now he has all of his teeth. Doesn't quite fit right, but now you have a little shard of his tooth. Does he whistle slightly when he talks? He does. That would be great. He does. He has that old man lisp. (laughs) You're watching Pop Shackles? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's he's the pervert from Family Guys. I know. And then after a couple seconds, (laughs) he seems to... He seems to need a couple seconds to, like, get used to the feeling of having all the teeth in his mouth again. And then after he does, he yells... Magnus, away! And he floats, and there's this like stream of fire that comes out from behind the skull, and he just rockets about sixty feet into the air. And a turd comes out. Knocks <laughs> <the other nails. laughs> uh, him off his trajectory. There's actually there's four guys up there that are gonna try. So let's see if they can get high enough. Uh, not with those rolls. Not with that. So, so there is one poop that just barely whizzes by and catches him in the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> It does not. Fuck! But there is a shit rocket that goes right past the teeth and keeps going past him. It looks like it just nicked him. Well, now he's got shit on his teeth. Yeah. It's not like he can brush it. And uh, now I have to take inspiration for completing the side quests. (laughs) I fucking hate myself for wasting time on that. Like, I'm not even satisfied. I'm so upset. Maybe you'd feel better if you gave your friend five gold pieces. (laughs) I don't even have five gold right now. Like, I literally have five copper. (laughs) Uh, so that's one of the things that happens over the course of the time that you're here at Fort Knucklebones. Uh, it's very distressing. Another thing that I happens... I am distressed. That, yeah, you're welcome. Um, this is... This music is too intense. I need to <laughs> For this dumb bullshit. This is just Nemea, like, quietly screaming in her own mind from <laughs> the stupidity of that side quest. <laughs> well, it was Nemea's fault for doing it. Let's see. That's what, what it looks like. I'm just like... <laughs> 
Kay, can you do me a favor and rescue Yoda from underneath the table? Because I feel like we're going to need him. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. Thanks. I think we need this. Or it comes to Ben for starters. Rockin'. Rockin'. <laughs> Seagulls, stop it now. There we go. That's much too thriller. Uh... At some point, your travels in the fort take you to the well, where Natasha the Dark serves uh, many different amber-colored liqueurs. Uh, and while you're in there, she is uh, sort of idly washing, quote-unquote, the bar surface. It looks like she's actually smoothing some scud out from the surface, because she's got a big pile of sand that she's rubbing on real hard, like she's trying to clean a cast-iron pan. And uh, she looks up as Dragomir enters the tavern, mm. and she says, Oh! You know, I didn't think of it before, but I, I saw a guy who looked like you recently. What, like uh, wearing plate mail or maybe pale face like Goliath? Like a uh, big guy, yeah, like uh, like the thing you said, bald head. Ah, I have not seen another Goliath here. When was this? This was uh, three oh, or four days ahead. ago. Didn't seem very well equipped for the, uh, the hot, hot desert. No, wearing uh, many fur clothing, yes? Uh, you seem to be sweating his ass off. Ah, yes. Yeah. We are uh, from mountains where it's very cold, not much sun. Uh, desert is a strange place for us. A lot of demon worship up there? No, not so much. Why? They, these men worship demon? He's asking an awful lot of questions about uh, Koshichi. What is Koshichi? Uh, you actually have heard that name before. Um about a demon lord who was imprisoned in a pit north of here. Oh, is it oh, the guy in the vagina wall? I thought it was Jelly Man. Can you spell it for me, please? Yes. Uh... <laughs> Jelly Man is also one of the <laughs> Can guys. I? Yes, in theory. Uh, I haven't spelled oh, somewhere. I'm not sure if the right spelling for it. The loop pit and the vagina pit. It is one it's of the great. canonical characters of oh D&D, so I'm going to make sure I actually... I'm sorry. Know. Look at that and tell me that's not a very inappropriate drawing. <laughs> I've seen worse. It is K O S T. K O S T. C H T. C H T. C H I E. C H I E. Koshetsky. Sounds very Polish, actually. That's spelled Polish, but it sounds. It's not spelled Polish, but it sounds Polish, at least the way I'm. But um, asking an awful lot of questions about that and about some big magic hammer. What, uh, what specifically did he ask about the hammer? Uh, it sounded like he was trying to find the hammer because it was some holy relic and he wanted it for something that had to do with the big demon who was in the pit. Yeah, these tracks. Um, and, uh, what did you tell him? And I, do I have the hammer on me right now? Of course I have the hammer on me right now. Uh, it's essential to my character. You are carrying your hammer, yes. <laughs> and it's not like I can hide it in a sheath or anything. <laughs> I put it inside Stop my trunk. <laughs> it's in my room holster. That's why I'm walking funny. <laughs> so what did you tell her about the? What did you tell him about the hammer? Was it the him or her? It was a him. Uh, looked kind of like you, but maybe like older. Mm. Had a, like a white beard. Um, uh, bald of head. Had uh, face tattoos. Um, give me like a give me a history check. 18 on the die. Um, I think it's going to be a 17. Yeah, 17. It actually sounds real familiar. Uh, could have been somebody from your tribe. It would have been somebody fairly up in the muckety mucks, if that's the case. Oh, that's uh, very interesting. What did you tell him about to the hammer? Uh, I told him to go check the market. We don't really carry any hammers here in a bar. He didn't seem to like that answer. 
I appreciate the information. If, uh, if you see this man again, uh, you never saw me, yes? Yep, yep. Never saw nobody. And she starts rubbing the bar again. Mm. Um, and the rest of you are probably also in the bar at this time. Anybody who doesn't want to be, go ahead and speak up. Otherwise, I'm assuming you're all there. Uh, and the bar is fairly quiet, and it usually is. There's a lot of seating in here because they have to cater to like when the, all the acre kickers are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it's fairly quiet. There are a couple occupied tables of various passers through. Um, one group of uh, occupants are a couple of these uh, robed figures, look like humans, living, not undead. Um, and they are wearing like purple robes, but they're purple robes cut in such a way that they have like uh, long sleeves that actually cinch around the edge of the wrist um, with drawn hoods. They actually almost, they look like hoodies, um, but they, they long flowing hoodies? and go like below the knee. Um, and they are purple, um, with like white drawstrings coming out of the wrists and the neck. Um, like, like It's Justin Bieber, oh my god. Academics <laughs> or aesthetics, maybe. They, they kind of look like that, yeah. And then they're playing some sort of a, like a dice game. Mm. Uh, and they appear to be fairly well off. You can see they're playing this dice game with what look like ivory dice. Um, they are wagering uh, gold and silver coins. Uh, one of them is wearing a <laughs> pair of spectacles. And the spectacles are uh, of a very water deep style, uh, octagonal, like, gold rim set. Uh, but they're like big Coke bottle glass, like the real thick lenses, but he's trying to be stylish. Um and they are, they basically, it looks like they've all been nursing a, uh, a pitcher of beer for a long time. It looks like all the foam has left the beer already. And it's impossible to say if that's just because the beer here sucks, or if it's because they've been very slow to drink it. Uh, but they are sitting around the table, just kind of playing dice games and fucking around. Uh, and they seem out of place here, for sure. <clears throat> Hi, my name's Chad. <laughs> Chad Irvington, the fourth. Oh, well, I'm the assistant more... squash coach. <laughs> one more oh. question for Natasha. Uh, this other Goliath that looked like me, was he traveling with anybody? Did he come in with anybody? Uh, he did not. Um, but he did have uh, the heads of a couple of people strung on his belt. Did you recognize those people? Nobody I've served before. <clears throat> Can you describe them? Uh, one of them looked like an orc. One of them looked like a hobgoblin. One of them looked like a devil. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> All right, I appreciate the information. Um, we don't have any soul coins, but I'm I'm in control. I'm in control, though. I'm not asking permission. I'm going to give Natasha a soul coin, okay? And I'm going to say this is for the information and uh, you know discretion that we were here. Uh, you did not see another Goliath with a magic hammer. It's a complication I do not need. <laughs> Uh, she will take it, and she will give you a nod, and she will immediately go back to scrubbing the bar. We're, like, netting the same number of soul coins. I'm not mad about that. That's a gimme soul coin you got from shaking down a... For completing the worst fucking side quest ever designed. Hey, we got a soul coin out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And really, only one quarter of the party got covered in red caps yet. Yeah. Mm. It's a net win. It's a win-win, yeah. We lost four hit points from a fucking shitlord skull. (laughs) I mean, it's not like beans in my ass. I mean, are, are you shocked that she didn't turn around and just shoot right back? Because I was, I was expecting a good old fashioned oh, yeah. like shoot. He's out. already on fire. What am I gonna do? Shattering. Yeah. <laughs> he's a skull. <laughs> Next time I see that skull, he's fucking dead. Yeah. Here's a hangover him. for you, bitch. <laughs> Ed Kemper and skull fuck him. Yeah. 
Are you guys just going to ignore these three idiots playing their dice game? Or are you going to engage that at all? I'm not interested in idiots um, playing dice. Can I, uh, I, I watch them and make an investigation check to see how they're playing the game and what game it is? And so you can cheat and win? Just, I don't I'm know. Kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and make the check. Just give me something to do. Dragomir will not immediately try any game that he's going to win at the first time. I, I critted that check, uh, so I wow. don't know. What this, I've, I've crit. Maybe I maybe I just quit rangering and and you're going to gambling. I'm, going to gambling. Gambling. I'm a professional yes. poker player now. Not very handy at Avernus. Um, well, first off, you you know the game. You've played the game before. It's it's a standard dice game. It's a standard bar dice game. Okay. Um, however, they are playing with some rules you don't recognize. It appears they've added a distinctly mathsy kind of feel to it uh, to appeal to your little strategy nerd brain. Oh god, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, oh my god! Disgusting. <laughs> so, maybe you'll indulge me a little. Yeah. So, because I critted, yep. can one of the three nerds like have forgot to carry the one and I go, poke, 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 you gotta carry the one. Uh... That spell actually has a somatic component. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll see. He's been possessed by the spirit of Marvin. <laughs> yep. No, the the, uh, the the dread thing that every that every player hates to hear from the GM. Does that spell have a verbal component? <laughs> What's your AC? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can do that. Okay. Any, any reaction? Uh, he looks up and he looks down and he's like, <laughs> as if that was. And the other two were like, "Hey, he's right." And the guy pushes the skepticals up his nose. He's like, ah, I guess I win again. <laughs> ah, nerds. Nice. Um, I look at them very quizzically and I'm like, why are you guys here? This seems a little out of place for you. Uh, the guy with the spectacles goes to speak up and the other two look like they're shrinking into their seats like they don't want to answer. But he seems to go right to bat and he's like, we have been chosen by the Umber University to come here and conduct a study on foreign minerals. Foreign minerals? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to steal lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> Wedgie. <laughs> He's like, I bring my own milk to school. <laughs> I've got my finger, like, hooked in the waist. <laughs> He's in anger. It's like, no man. No man. No, 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 you gotta go from under the waistband. Oh, thank you. <laughs> The trick is to grab the waistband and then embiggen. <laughs> I will go find flagpole. I will give you money to do that right <laughs> Foreign minerals? Money. Like like minerals that don't belong in Avernus? You mean? Like minerals that aren't native to the uh, prime material plane. Oh, they're not. Oh, okay. So you're here. Okay. You're here getting foreign minerals to bring back? And to bring to the university after performing a study. Where is the university? Um, and the other two guys are like, um, I'm gonna have to ask for directions. It's over there. It's across the river sticks. Oh, so it's on this plane. It's not right. Oh, okay. Well, you. it's complicated. It's in many planes. Gotcha. Oh, is this like an exchange program? Uh, no, no. We have money. These dorks have a theme song. Oh, they're international students. KB. <laughs> so you're all mineralogists. Um, mineralogists, mineralogists. Yeah, they, they have like different titles and they tell you all about them, but it's so boring even I don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> they, uh, they give you all their various titles and roles on their little excavation expedition. This, this, this <laughs> seems like something Mr. Calloway would be interested in. Or maybe they like big slime pits where it used to be pit fiend. You know, I'm, 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 I'm 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very poor, uh, uh, low quality compared to you fine gentlemen, uh, mineralogist myself. And I'm wondering if maybe you can uh, maybe advise me, because I'm also looking for some fancy minerals. Okay, maybe, can maybe, maybe you can, uh, maybe you can, uh, can I accentuate this a little bit by like, because I got my coin purse, can I like do a little jingle like, yeah. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna maybe, maybe, maybe pay a little for the, uh, yeah, yeah, I only got gold, I'm not gonna, I don't have gold. That's a 16. Okay. Um, the guy with the glasses scoffs the one who's been talking to you. He doesn't seem to be too interested, but when you start jingling the coin purse, the one closest to you looks up. He's got like a like a bad cowlick, um, and he appears to have like the peach fuzz, can't quite grow facial hair problem. But he looks up and he goes, well, I, I'd help you. It's, it's pretty simple what I'm looking for. Maybe you've heard of it? It's called Phlegoth- Phlegothosian Sands. You ever heard of it? Uh, and they all kind of look at each other, and he goes, Well, actually, yeah, it's in Phlegathos. No yeah. shit. Couldn't figure that one out, smart guy. Well, well, I've heard there's some here to be found. Uh, it would have to be exported. Uh, they probably would bring it in through maybe Tiamat's doors. Ugh. Ugh. I've been by Tiamat's doors. I don't want to go back to Tiamat's doors. They discuss uh, Phlegathosian sand a little bit and the qualities of it. Um, you get a little bit more insight as to like how it's used as a spell component, and a lot of that sort of stuff goes over your head. They're talking esoteric nerd stuff, and you're not that kind of nerd. <laughs> Man. Um, but it's you heard in the past that it's used for necromantic purposes, which is the first thing that I mentioned, and then they go off on all these tangents about how it can be used uh, for all sorts of other purposes, like metalworking. It's commonly used by forges um, from fire giants. Fire giants use it in their forging and all that sort of stuff. Um, Thanks, I hate it. They go through a whole bunch of different ways that it's used <laughs> in basically getting totally derailed as to the purpose of Phlegathosian Sand rather than the actual nature of your question. Uh, when it comes back around to the nature of your question and they start like trending back in that direction, uh, it's pretty quickly revealed that these are academics and they don't really know anything about exploring in the field. So you're not likely to get that kind of information from them. But they seem to have a lot of like other useless knowledge that sort of fills in some gaps as to what purpose it might serve. Here go how you might find it. If it's used in a, so question if it's used for things like smithing, um, um, you know, wouldn't it be available in like markets and stuff around here? You probably don't have to go all the way to Tiamat. There's probably like rock shops and things like that. You can buy these things from. Uh, one of them says you could probably find it in some markets, but I don't know. It'd have to be somebody pretty well connected. Okay. Fuck right. buddy. So what? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the dude in the Elksgrima caravan that yeah, Ingrid fucked was, actually, I was, was actually thinking the same thing. Half fire giant and a metalsmith. All right. Uh, <laughs> any other questions you want? Um, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna whoever was most helpful. I'm gonna give him twenty gold. All right. Uh, the, the guy with the cowlick for sure was okay. Uh, and the other two guys kind of eye him like they might beat him up and take it later, but they look like nerds. It's probably unlikely they'll have any success. Nerd fight! And then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll poke the other nerd again and say, you know, just don't forget to carry the one. I think that's the second time you made that mistake, and then I'll leave. He looks very hurt by that. By the poke. Nice. <laughs> you <had> a burst him. <laughs> nice. He's making death-saving throws. Ow, quit it. Ow, quit it. Ow, quit it. Um, Ingrid will uh, look at the, the two non-peach fuzz nerds and be like, so uh, where are you headed after this? Um, because it seems more like you're doing, uh, well, drinking than uh, researching. Well, I plainly resent that. The guy with the glasses goes to stand up, and he actually, he it, the table is pushed so close to the bench that when he goes to stand up, he can't fully stand, and he bumps his knees on the back of the table and <laughs> sits back down. If you're trying to intimidate me by being big, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he looks very sheepish and kind of turns away. One of them goes, uh, well, we're on this side of the river Styx because we can't find any of the minerals we're looking for on the other side. And it's safest within the walls of the fort. So you're not doing any of the research, are you? Uh, we're doing lots of research. We're working on our papers. Uh, currently, because it seems like this is more of a base thing. So we can't be working on papers all the time. Uh, we've got to get out of the house and, and, and socialize. And the other two look like absolutely horrified. <laughs> ah, yes. Socializing. <laughs> I, I see uh, that you three are uh, parity animals. Um, Quite proficient. Is is this your... Uh, she points to the, the half-empty pitcher of beer. Uh, is this number three? Five? Uh, one of them speaks up. Yes, it's five. <laughs> Are you sure about that? No. Yeah. It's it's the first one of the night, isn't it? Pick it up and slam it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I pick it up and slam it. Nice. And uh, Ingrid will slam the, the pitcher oh. back onto the table and be like, You drink shite beer. <laughs> That was water. It was Miller High Life. <laughs> that was the champagne of beer. Miller High Life? <laughs> Miller High Life. Done. That's what it is. Ah, uh, yes. The champagne of beers. <laughs> I'm going, for next session, I'm going to make a beer menu for the well. <laughs> Sticks Blue Ribbon. Sticks Blue Ribbon. Well, don't steal all my thunder now. Come on. <laughs> save some for next time. <laughs> uh, you two, Coke Bottles and uh, whatever the hell your name is, the... The lesser talkative of the three of you. This boy Bert. over here? Bert. My name's Bert. Bert. And uh, you, Mr. Uh, mm-hmm. Mister Safety Goggles. <laughs> I'm nearsighted. Hello. <laughs> clearly, if you're in... Hi, uh, nearsighted. Nice to meet you. I'm Dad. <laughs> you're clearly nearsighted if you're uh, uh, investigating in hell as you are. Natasha the Dark puts on a new track. <laughs> Some hot albums start dancing. Because it's St. Patrick's Day, even in hell. Beats to roast nerds, too. <laughs> Is that a lo-fi she playlist? She should get the first that one. Um, or beats to beat nerds, too. There you go. Beats to beat off to beating nerds, too. <laughs> What's with you today? Jeez. It's been a long week. Just a uh, anything else you want to do when you're shaking down these nerds and breaking down their reputations as uh, uh, real uh, stone cold killers? Uh, no, um, Ingrid's just trying to put the fear of God into the other two that look like they're gonna beat up uh, our peach fuzzy friend. So the um, the peach fuzz, peach fuzz and Calic, um is totally like won over by you and by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy sitting next to him on the same side of the booth appears to be in your camp as well. Mm-hmm. Coke bottles guy's a little uppity. But he's also pretty easily cowed. So, like, every time you do anything that's at all intimidating, he's, like, flinches. But he acts tough. I take his glasses. All right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're, we're going on, like, the fucking list <laughs> side quest today. I can't wait for your guys's. I already had mine. I painfully pe- paid the bartender for information. No, I was, like, I was nice to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking rough them up. I already. don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing either. <laughs> This is just Kay taking out, you know, 
30 years aggression ago. Aggression on college students. <laughs> That's what it is. I was going to ask like, if we could sell them some minerals that we found, but now I think I'm just going to slip quietly back into the corner. Yeah, I might just fall. leave. <laughs> <laughs> They're minerals, Marie! <laughs> is there anything you want to do to these poor schmucks besides take their classes? No, I just I, I just wanted to assert my dominance. Okay, uh, it appears to have been asserted. <laughs> I, I put them back on his face and pat his head. <laughs> he looks very indignant. As should anyone. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> G Wizard. <laughs> I would like to make another stop of you. Do, do you have another scene? Uh, not not for this. What do you have? Um, I wanted to follow up in the market. Uh, Natasha said that she sent this other Goliath into the market to ask about hammers. Uh, I've visited the weapon stall twice now. I think this the weapons vendor there might recognize my hammer. Yeah, they recognize you. Um, so I want to uh, I want to approach him. I, I forget did we get his name, the weapons vendor. Uh, you did, but I don't have it in front of me. That's fine. Um, so I'll uh, I'll just approach him and say Sarcasia. Uh, that's what it was. Sarcasia. Um, I've been here multiple times window shopping those uh, gauntlets of giant strength and the, the belt of dwarven kind. Um, and I, uh, I'll tell him, uh, Natasha the Dark says that another uh, man with a similar look to mine has come here asking about the magic hammer. Ah, yes, well, I saw him walking around. He didn't come to my stalls. Was he uh, Was he asking about, about this the, the hammer? A hammer similar to this, maybe? Uh, from what I heard about the hammer he's looking for, it didn't quite match up. Nope. Well, that's good to know. Appreciate it. Uh, any sale prices I should know about? Discounts? Maybe for friends and family? Uh, is it's it's a semi-annual sale. <laughs> any items that you were specifically in the market for? Yes. Uh, uh, the two big ones are not discounted. Guy, uh, that makes sense. Only two I'm interested in, honestly. Yeah. Okay. If there are any other... Unless he's got like... Oh no! Too late. Uh, unless he's got some magic plate mail or something back there for like one soul coin. Uh, he does have a set of plus one full plate. It is magic, but it doesn't do the thing that you think it does. <laughs> uh, and and how much would a set of plus one magical plate mail set me back? Uh, it would be twelve soul packs. Yeah. Good to know. I should probably work on my armor class too because it's only fifteen. He also has a uh, a new flagship item in stock. Uh, which is 40 soul coins for an oath bow. What's an oath bow? Uh, it is a longbow. It's both, though. It's a longbow. It's very rare. It requires attunement. When you knock an arrow on the bow, it whispers an elvish, swift defeat to my enemies. When you use the weapon to make a ranged attack, you can, as a command phrase, say swift death to you who have wronged me. Uh, by doing so, the target of your attack becomes your sworn enemy until it dies or until seven days later, whichever comes first. You can only have one such sworn enemy at a time. When it dies, you can choose a new one the next dawn. When you make a ranged attack roll with the weapon against your sworn enemy, you have advantage to the roll. In addition, your target gains no benefits from cover other than full 100% cover, and you suffer no disadvantage due to long range. If the attack hits, they take an extra 3d6 piercing damage from the arrow. Uh, while your sworn enemy lives, you have disadvantage on attack rolls against any other, or with all other weapons. So it's like it it's, does it's like ranger thing. It does, it's like hunter's mark on crack. Yes. Yeah, it's an elven sniper rifle. Yeah. Yep. Um, but he does have that for sale. It's his new flagship item, and it's 40 soul coins. That's a lot of uh, coins. Is... Uh, anything else you want to do while you're fucking around? Nope. I'm Find out. All right. <laughs> now, I, I can't believe I never ever did this, but can I, is there a place I can buy just like a regular chain shirt? Because I'm only wearing studded leather, and a chain yes. shirt would improve my AC without fucking over myself. You absolutely can do that. Uh, it is cheap. I think it's only like 40 gold or something like that. Um... Yeah, 50 on 50 on the PHP. 
some intense music all of a sudden. <clears throat> Shopping trip in hell. Um, I have a scene prepared. This is going to occur uh, after you guys, basically you've done your first day here, um, your first full day here. You arrived yesterday, spent the whole day, you're going to bed now on the second night, getting rid of the last levels of your exhaustion before you can set out in the morning. Uh, and I have a familiar track for this. Plum honey. Hello, Mahani. Nope. Uh, so this is a dream experience that, uh, specifically, Dragomir is having. <clears throat> As the last of the light of Avernus' red sky belts away under your heavy eyelids, you drift off into a heavy but fitful slumber. A feeling of dread, as though you've neglected some important duty, looms over your mind like a storm cloud. Your dreams are clouded with images, confusing and terrible. You find yourself wandering the red plains of Avernus, unarmed and unarmored, alone, and as you were several years ago, a lost Goliath child. The wastes show no sign of movement or foe, just the hum of the red sky and the gentle, dusty breeze of the wastes. You feel hopelessly lost as you walk for what seems like seconds or hours, but find no one and nothing to guide you. Exhaustion and the heat on your bare feet cause you to collapse to your knees, your breath ragged and heavy with exertion and choking dust. Drawn close to the dirt, you behold an image that escaped your notice moments before. Etched into the rock and sand is a crude illustration of a man imprisoned, his hands wrapped around his prison bars. Perhaps you feel a kinship to the image now, being similarly trapped yourself, though it is too simple to be recognized as anyone you have ever met or know. Tilting your head upwards, a structure has taken form too close to have been there before. It appears as a rounded watchtower, something you saw many times outside the walls of Baldur's Gate, though one half has been collapsed inward. Rubble and debris piles up on the ground in front of the tower, and is held hovering in place as though trapped in time. At the top of the tower, emitting a shockingly bright white light, is the silhouette of a sword. The tower is broken in places that form a makeshift staircase, making it appear as though you might be able to scale the wreckage. I collect myself and start heading into the tower. You find the stone has been worn smooth by the red dust coating your handholds in a fine powder, making the climb quite treacherous. About halfway from the top, you come upon a large flat stone. Emerging from that rock, as though growing, there is a hammer, much like the one that you wield, though in miniature. Looking above you, no further handholds can be found. Your childlike body is simply too small to climb the final gap between you and the sword. A voice echoes out over the wastes, and looking for its source, you see the image of a halfling man. He looks filthy and emaciated, and behind him, a halfling woman and her children are turned away from him. He speaks to a smiling, spined devil who extends a piece of glowing parchment. I will make a deal with you if you will make a deal with me, a simple soul to feed a family three. A nobler deed they'll never be, no? The halfling begrudgingly takes a quill in hand. Um, and I can't bridge the gap, right? So I'm just you can't get to the top, you're just too short. Um, 
I'll call out to him. Don't. It is not worth making deal with this devil. He's full of trickery and deceit. Both figures <clears throat> turn to look at you as a wash of yellow-brown silt blows out over the plains. It stings your eyes, and as it passes, you see the figures have changed. Instead of the spine devil, sitting on a great stone throne is a hulking fiend of the pit. It wears finery of titanium and topaz, wearing a steel crown polished to a mirror-like finish. Beside him stands Zanzer, desperation plain on his features and a wetted quill in his hand. With a smile, the devil pulls back the signed document, separating a copy of the compact. He extends it in an open hand, along with a large silver key, masterfully etched as to depict skulls and ribs. And in a gout of flame, both are consumed and you awake. Intense. Um, Some Age of Ultron shit there. I am... Uh, okay, I'm taking a moment to shake off the cobwebs, because... When you come out of a dream that deep, you have trouble differentiating between reality and, and the dream state. So I shake, you know, I shake my head. I look over. I see Zanzer still asleep in his bedroll. So I know it, it must have just been stress from being out in hell. And it'll it'll do that to you. Um, but I, I am going to go f- like outside the tent and just find a quiet place and cast the ritual to summon Sulfurion. Um, and when the ritual's complete and he comes to me, I'm going to, you know, pat him on the neck. And he doesn't need the rub down that a normal horse does after a long ride. But I'm just going to pat him on the neck and, and say, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I will not I'll not leave you out there again. It, it, was, it was a mistake of mine, and we won't be separated like that again, I promise. Anything else that you would like to do this night? Um... No, I think I'm I, like I can't fall back asleep, so I'm going to busy myself with like oiling and getting all the grit and sand out of my armor, and you know, repairing, doing mundane tasks, just you know, physical labor around the camp stuff that I'm good at, just to take my mind off of the dream. Very good. Uh, the rest of the evening passes at a hitch. Uh, each of you rise after having been here for two full days. You get your levels of exhaustion removed, your hit points back, all the shit you did last time is done. Um, Chukka and Klonk uh, dispatch an imp to notify you that the tire that was hit by a meteor has been repaired and that you are uh, free to leave the fort and the screen machine at your leisure. Um, Vice the imp is coming along with you. You may recall that Maggie assigned him uh, to watch you beat the shit out of Red Roof. Yes. He's there to make a videotape of beating the hell out of (laughs) him. World star! (laughs) Vice TV is coming with us to film our fights. Yep. Like stuck him in a prison. Bum plates. This song is too good to interrupt it, so I'm just gonna let it go to the end. Thank you, Barry Curry. All right. (laughs) The new canonical paladin dream song. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, there are a couple different reasons I'm choosing that one, but number one is that it's awesome. Yes. So, there's that. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to do before you set out? So, how many soul coins do we have? We currently have 12 soul coins. Okay. We have 10 rations because we rationed up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Three demon juice. Which Big you're... demon juice. Okay. Uh, got three beans still. <laughs> Still got my beans. 
The bean counter is a three. <laughs> three beans to midnight. Vice is going to show up with a tiny suitcase. <laughs> Aww. Of course, it's on wheels and we're in the fucking desert. And so it flies. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's got an I heart hell bumper sticker slapped on it. Hell is for lovers. It's got different patches for all the planes. It looks like one of those aluminum travel cases, but it's got bat wings. It's got the bumper sticker that's like, <laughs> this suitcase crossed the river sticks. <laughs> But forgot right. about it. So what's our what's our next play? So we got a Hearthstone, we got a look at those Ian Sands. I will relate the whole story of the maybe it's a Smithy and all that other shit. Mm. You know. Well, uh Feanor was uh, last known to be going to Mahadi's. Red Ruth, we have to bring back to Mahadi's. Um I think we go find Red Ruth, bring her to Mahadi's and then hope we find Feanor there. So what is our clue for Red Ruth then? She's in the bone waste. The bone brambles. Oh shit, we brambles. can't... If we're gonna beat the shit out of Red Ruth, we can't kill her. Because we have to get her back to Mahadi's. Why don't we do it after Mahadi's? Do we have to bring her back for evidence or proof or something? We need to bring her back because she usually gets her spa treatment and Mahadi's wants the business. Yeah. So we And we, we don't want to be trapped there forever. So we should show up to Red Ruth and be like, Greetings, Red Ruth. Uh, we're a professional envoy sent by Mahadi's to escort you to your yearly bath, you nasty bitch. Uh, century. It's century bath. Your, 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 your fucking centennial bath. But So we escort her to Mahadi's, and then we'll go, oh, and we'll escort you home, and then on our way home, we beat the shit out of her. Yeah, we wait until Mahadi's is just out of you. And we beat the shit up. Oh, but if she's if she gets a bath, she might be. Yeah, I like a challenge. She might be revitalized. Or we could just steal her fucking. We're just bring her back with the mouth. Fight amongst themselves. Or you know what? We beat the shit out of her at our house. Like rub her nose in her own filth and be like, now you got to go get a bath. Come on, bitch. She's not gonna come with us. Well, she might really want the bath. Yeah. <laughs> Did Mahadi say we had to take her back directly, or just that she had to go to Mahadi's? Technically, by terms of the deal, uh, you were supposed to report to her and provide her the collateral and inform her it's time. It is time. He and then we beat the shadow. <laughs> didn't necessarily say that you have to bring her all the way there. We just have to deliver her. Her showing up is not part of the deal. Oh. So we beat the shit out of her. We beat the shit out of her, leave it on her fucking body, and be like, go get a bath, you filthy bitch. <laughs> Damn. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Paul loves this idea. I Kevin McAllister is absolutely in hell. Yeah. No, oh, he's he's Asmodeus. He's secretly Tiamat. He's just controlling the heads with puppet strings in the, in the backlight. And pink hands. <laughs> Awful. Okay, so we're going to the Bone Brambles to go find Red Ruth. Yes. Yep. Wow. Way to get us back on track. Good lord. Okay. Um... <laughs> I assume you want to go down to the bridge, take the bridge across, rather than trying to jump the river in your shitty vehicle. Yes. Hey, it's not shitty anymore. It's not good enough to jump the river It's not broken, it's yeah. still not yeah. great, but it's, at least it's not broken. It's functional. At it's a Land Rover, not a freaking Kawasaki. Alright, uh, so I'm guessing you are driving, you are navigating, <clears throat> you are not quartermastering anymore. I know, I'm pooning. You're pooner. I'm quartermaster. So that means you're quartermaster. Everybody give me your checks. Can I get a guidance for my uh, survival? Pew pew! Can the Poon guy still do um, scavenging for... Uh, if you are willing to travel at a slow pace. Nope. I do not have to make a roll to... Correct. Unless something right. comes up that's weird, yeah, you yeah. could. 
15. All right. 12. Great. Uh, two days worth of rations are spent on your first day. For 15? Really? Yeah. 15's low. Oh, I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> How many times uh, have I said that in this game? <laughs> How many days have All we spent? So uh, you spent two days in Knucklebones, and then this is your first day of travel. So we're at day 24 in Avernus? But 20 on figuring out what dice game they were playing. <laughs> All right. Um, and we spend a soul coin a day, right, for travel? Yes, right. for each full day of travel. Um, the first day of travel, thankfully, even with your shitty, shitty 12, is not that bad because you can just follow the river. So you're not taking the most direct route uh, because you have to basically stay in the bank to avoid losing your path. But you do find the bridge after some time, just a little slower than you'd like. Uh, you do find the bridge. Uh, you have to camp out for a night. Uh, I assume you take watches. Nothing super weird happens in the night, and uh, you're on your way for day two. Uh, while we're making camp between day one and two, I just want to remind everybody: uh, if you are, if you are thinking it is a good idea, Lady Yale was laid to rest somewhere in this general area. Oh shit, that's right. Um, did, do we recall if it was? If we knew what side of the sticks, it was implied it was on this side of the river, on the, the, far, side the, the far side from the Brian Word or King Word. Yes, because that's how we measure things now. Or Squidward. No. I'm Squidward. Uh, all right, so setting out on day two, make your checks. Fuck! Uh, <laughs> 14. 14, and that looks like a bad. Two days worth of rations are spent on this day. Because a three definitely doesn't cut it, right? <clears throat> no. Great. Not even fucking close. Cool. Cool, um, cool. So it makes fascinating sense. that you would think that it did. No, no, I didn't think it would. I just wanted to clarify. Okay, so is is rations survival or is that navigation? Uh, both of them are survival. Both are survival. Do either one of you have proficiency with land vehicles? So I do, but I also I have plus nine on survival. I'm oh, just rolling shit. fucking twos and fours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Paul just, just sucks at I was gonna Paul's say, dice I have, or just Paul's dice. It's I have like, a plus six, so like oh. if anyone wants to trade. I, I mean the, the dice are betraying Paul, but I think we should all remember that you know, this is this is kind of true to the setting and the dice are just supporting it that it surviving sucks. in hell is awful. Yeah, like, you this is why we roll and it dinner. sucks. Yeah. Um, as you are driving on this day, uh Zanzer, the, it's an especially featureless part of the desert. Um, where you're riding around, the ground is especially dry and cracked in places, uh, and it does cause some trouble for the screen machine. Now, it has giant wheels, giant tires, uh, so it's able to handle the terrain pretty well, but if you were riding like a normal terrestrial, like water Davian carriage, it would have been obliterated a long time ago. There's no way it would be able to handle the terrain. One of the cracks, though, uh, appears to go quite deep. It's a crevasse that seems to descend further than your eyes can see. And uh, there is this like strange sort of purplish greenish gas that appears to be uh, sort of slowly oozing and rising up out of the crevice, um, and it smells quite foul, like uh, like sulfur. Uh, oh, like poop tunnels, or like the bathroom after Ben's done. His hands are. Gross. I mean, we could send the bird. This game is game's gross. <laughs> we. Pardon. What, what bird? My bird. bird. Your bird? Oh. You're going to send bird. your own bird into... It's a familiar. I can reconjure it. That's the whole point of having one. <laughs> or we send Lulu. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lulu says no. 
Um, meanwhile, by the way, there's this constant bickering in the backseat that's probably making your dice rolls worse. Uh, of Lulu and oh, uh, Vice, who appear to not Stop touching me, stop touching me, stop touching me. Stop touching me. Oh, stop Kids, do you want me to turn the screen machine around? Yes! <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to get out and walk? Vice, at one point, does appear to be the bigger man. He appears to have traveled with uh, a series of conch shells that are connected by a uh, loop of brass cable. Uh, and he puts it over his ears. It's a look. Uh, and as you are driving around, uh, you see him, he's holding his little imp hands over the conch shells, and he's nodding his head and going, Go fast, do drugs, kill God! <laughs> oh, and an Avernian lullaby. <laughs> My mother used to sing that to me oh, when I was I young. <laughs> I love it. I don't feel like looking at fucking poo gas. Poo gas, purple poo gas. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm proud of poo-gasm. Great green gloves of greasy, grimy poo-gas. Purple, grimy, whatever. Yeah. Did we even get to the bridge yet, or are we still not there? You've crossed the bridge. Yeah, I've crossed the bridge. It wasn't all hot and bothered like last time. Nope, (laughs) that seems to have passed. (laughs) 40 bridges in your area. (laughs) The bridge wasn't like, Sansar, stop! In between uh, singing to his favorite metal albums by a band called Dio Side. Uh, he also I hate you. has arguments with Lulu that involve things like, yeah, whatever, Lulu, you can eat my whole ass, and when you're done with the Remy, move on to the Timmy. Oh, God. I feel like I may be going to hell just by listening to this. <laughs> the great big Avernian road trip. <laughs> I'm just busy polishing my harpoon, trying not to... <laughs> national Lampoon's Avernian Vice is watching. No, National Harpoons. Kids, kids, there's some, you know, elf... Alphagrams under the seat and one of Nemea's juice boxes. Those are my fucking juice. They can't have my juice boxes. <laughs> no! He's the three of them in the back seat. Nemea's in the middle of the That's car seat. That's my precious son. <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> the smoke becomes a billow. Different cracks now in the earth are they're causing it to spew forward. Uh, and you are forced at some points to drive through clouds of this gas. Everyone make a constitution save. Uh, remember, you get plus two on it for being in the car with me. Oh, hooray. Well, that didn't help. Ten. Uh. 26. Uh. 15. 15. You lose a hit die? Which, uh, which one? <laughs> Your favorite one. <laughs> yeah, I would say start with the biggest one. The one that you named. Like, forever, or just for now? For now. Uh, as the gas... Fills your lungs, and you find that uh, it it causes you to be in this state where everything around you causes you to want to vomit. You can't quite put your finger on it, but if you put your finger in it, you don't think you'd get any relief. Ooh. Oh, so it's like being on a on a car trip. Yep. Really, really bad cruise. road sickness. Or how the last like six days has been for me. Awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, day three of your travel. Let's hope it goes better than the first two days, Zanzer. No pressure. And Amaya. Better. Fuck. Jesus, dude. Fifteen. A little better. Uh, yeah, that's an eight. I keep rolling fucking single digits. That is uh, two rations, Amaya. Here's the thing, like, I, I'm tempted to hand this off to you because I want to watch your dice rolls turn to shit in your hands. Because this is not how all of my other dice rolls have been today. It's like, you can't drive. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't try. A quirk of good fate. Uh-oh. You find a landmark you recognize. Nice. You have happened across the Bloody Crescent. 
where they do their sick flips and tricks. Although there's nobody doing tricks right now. Oh, Isn't that way the fuck up there? Oh uh, no, it's actually down there. Oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, there is a sign that is there that was not there before. It's written in Infernal, and I mean, I can translate. Uh, and it says, uh, The Sick Flips and Tricks competition will be held uh, in 13 Arknights. I'm not sure what that means. Can I, like, roll a history check and see if I know what Arknight means? Roll a religion check. Parsec. Oh. 